Hey. Hey there. I'm Claire. And I'm Steph. And this is Word Wrap. On today's episode, we're going to talk about why the web is the way it is. As in, like, why we have the fundamental languages of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Unfortunately, it seems like every few months on Twitter, we rehash one or another of these languages and how they're insufficient. Uh, and let's be honest, we're just going to keep doing that. These discussions seem to have one thing in common, an unwillingness to learn fundamentals, which can also mean missing time-honored solutions baked into the semantics. This discussion became uh, on the forefront of my mind again because of a recent issue that was opened up on the CSS Working Group's GitHub. And if you are familiar with the discourse that's been happening on Twitter in the last couple days, you might know what I'm talking about. Essentially, there was a desire to unite all three languages of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript to be essentially within JavaScript. And I'm not going to dogpile on, you know, just the idea in general, because I think it's really important for us to, uh, to explore, you know, different methods of just, you know, thinking and just like challenging those, those things that we, you know, see as like kind of industry standards, you know, we're all human, we all make mistakes. But I find it particularly interesting that the standards that we have, HTML, for example, HTML is based upon or is a essentially an implementation of XML, which stands for Extensible Markup Language. So it quite literally was built with the idea of being extended. I mean, it, 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 XML, you can write any tag, and that, that's, that's the whole point of it. You know, and, and the whole idea, like HTML, CSS, and JavaScript didn't all come together at the same time. HTML uh, was arguably first, and CSS was kind of worked on separately, a couple of years later, and so was JavaScript. Uh, JavaScript was actually something that Netscape um, brought up, and then Microsoft decided to do JScript, and then eventually figured out that they weren't doing it as well as as Netscape was. And um, you know, if you know the web history, you you kind of know the rest of that. So it all it wasn't always like this the way they the way that it is now that everyone and everything is kind of not necessarily in harmony, but they you know they kind of go. You know, they're peas in a pod. And and so it's understandable to question the root reasons of why we have these things. However, I'm of the camp, and I think Steph is of this camp too, that these things should be separate. I mean, they are three different languages, so they should be separate. And as much as possible. Like, you can throw CSS and HTML through a JavaScript preprocessor or whatever. That doesn't matter. But the, the code itself should be in separate files. Um, and and the reason why that's important, I think I'll, we'll get to in a little bit. But in my mental process, these things are just separate in general. Like HTML is the structure of the page. It is, you know, when we think about accessibility, we think of document structure, we are quite literally creating a document. And so that's why you can't put two H1 tags on a page, for example. Uh, it's just not good. I mean, you can do it. I mean, before everyone's like, oh, you can't do that. You can do it, but you have to do it in a, um, in a specific way. CSS, on the other hand, isn't necessarily baked into HTML. It's not something that has to go one-to-one -one with the HTML code, and neither is the JavaScript. You know, when we talk about design systems, we talk about components. You know, it's, it's understandable that some folks want to, you know, essentially combine these things so that they're all in one file. And, you know, it's easy to essentially ramp up onto, you know, whatever system you're creating. 
And that's, that's understandable. I've been in both situations where, you know, you have files next to each other and then you have files completely in, in different code bases even. You know, maybe even a Git submodule here and there. But one thing that has been mentioned in this particular proposal was that JavaScript was faster than HTML uh, when it comes to like being parsed by a browser. And that is quite literally not true. Um, HTML has, it, it, it is the one, it's the first thing that's, you know, interpreted on the page. And that's kind of for a reason because you need structure to build a page. And JavaScript is quite literally the worst thing for performance. You know, some people will make jokes about how, you know, you keep adding JavaScript to your page and your page gets slower and more JavaScript isn't always the solution and stuff. And, and that's true. Like, you know, I mean, that's why you have 11D, you have a bunch of static side generators that are, that are becoming popular again. Like they just ship HTML and CSS and sprinkles of JavaScript, but you know, that doesn't preclude JavaScript from being in the process. I mean, 11D is quite literally built on JavaScript. You know, I think that there are places for all of these things. Um, but I would argue that JavaScript does not need to be the only thing that renders in a browser. So I think when these discussions come up, what I think we can agree on as builders of the web is that if nothing else, we all love to tinker, right? So it's natural that once you pick something up, even if you've learned it pretty in depth, you probably find things you want to change. That's, that's human, right? <laughs> We're never satisfied with the answer. You know, we are, as developers, we constantly joke about, you know, looking at code from even ourselves weeks or months ago and just all, being able to identify how much we've grown. So, like, it's natural that if you can see your own growth process that you would also be forming new opinions, new processes. And not only that, but you also were going to experience changes in teams, changes in workplaces, and all these things contribute, of course, to how you view the web. And particularly, you know, it's important to keep in mind that people are always entering the field of web development, right? So when you first enter, that context with which you enter the web is going to color your experience for a considerable amount of time. For example, myself, I started learning web development in Flash, but my first professional experience with it was at an advertising agency. And advertising and marketing were the environments that I experienced web development for a significant amount of my career. And that gives me a completely different lens of how I view these tools than somebody who has always been in product development, for example. And I think that when these things come up on Twitter or whatnot, and we're like, oh, the web should change. It's like, those are important discussions to have. I think what usually gets everyone into trouble is forgetting that everybody does have that different context and that different lens with which to view the web. And so what should be and could be productive conversations quickly devolves into that dog pile. So the context is important. Um, as Claire brought up, you know, there's also sometimes that lack of understanding of those fundamentals. So learning those fundamentals, if you came from a boot camp, you again have a different, that entry path in is going to affect when and how you learn the fundamentals versus being solo versus being in a very structured computer science program. But at the end of the day, the hard and fast truth is that HTML and CSS and occasionally a sprinkle of JavaScript are what make up a web page. This, this is true. This is going to continue to be true. The languages will evolve. We've seen the languages evolve. That's why we have HTML5. <laughs> and 
and CSS3. And, you know, I don't think we're numbering things anymore. But still, the point being, the web is evolving. There's a really great project even um, to further democratize being able to give your opinion to browser makers. It's called The Web We Want. And I encourage you to check that out. And you can actually take part in surveys. And it's another avenue that's open to you to give your opinion on the way the web should move. So it's something where it's not necessarily, sometimes it's specific to technology and, you know, the languages. So finding the appropriate forum to have these discussions is highly encouraged. We, we totally encourage that. Um, we'd love to have those discussions with you too. You know, we're starting a new segment called Listener Questions. So feel free to toss us those questions. We'd love to continue discussing these types of things on the show. To back up on one of Steph's points, you know, that, that we're always learning and these these languages are always changing. That was the entire point of the web um, is that, you know, people knew that this wasn't going to be, you know, the end all be all. Uh, there are several tags, for example, in HTML that are not used anymore, that are quite literally said, do not use this, it will break the web. My favorite is XMP, which was supposed to be an example tag uh, for maybe code or whatever. It's what you would use pre or code for now, but XMP quite literally tells the HTML parser to stop parsing. And so anything after it, it just is just plain text. So you can imagine that that could break something. You know, and JavaScript is so vastly different than it was 10 years ago, and it's so much better to work with. I mean, jQuery was founded based upon the fact that it was so hard to do certain things in JavaScript, and JavaScript has taken so much of that and made it a standard, you know, that works in every browser. You know, so if you have a grand idea where, you know, you don't think that something could work this way, you know, you should go ahead and, and create something. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of the beautiful thing, like Node. Think about Node. Node was like, people when people thought of Node for the first time, they're like, wait, JavaScript running a server? That sounds crazy. Why, what? You know, and now it's, I mean, you know, we make jokes about Node modules and, and stuff like that. So, you know, there there is a lot of room to grow the web and to use the web in many different ways. I think this topic is something that I'm really passionate about because I find the web is one of those things that is actually constructed in a way that it can continue to grow and you know one of its fundamental points is to be backwards compatible that you know anything that was thought of 30 years ago will still work now you know that that's fantastic like that think of any system you know think about apple over 40 some years in existence it's changed architectures like four times motorola powerpc intel now arm so yeah, four times. Um, that's bonkers. Like you know, none of that stuff is backwards compatible, and yet the web has been around for three quarters that long, and everything's backwards compatible. Obviously, newer things don't work, but you know you can load the Space Jam website from 1997, and it still works, and it's beautiful, and it should be archived forever. But yeah, that's just near and dear to my heart, and you know to think about just doing away with that. 25, 30 years of progress is, uh, you know, at first I was not necessarily offended. I was just like taken aback. But, you know, it got me thinking of like, you know, we, we still need to have some conversations like this because, you know, it makes us invest in this more. And, you know, if there's anything that anyone needs to do in their career, it's just get invested in it from a passion standpoint. So I think in summary of our discussion today, 
we would advocate that everyone takes a little more time to learn about the fundamentals that make up the web so that we can all be better advocates for its future and have more productive conversations to move the web forward. If you have any suggestions for topics to discuss on WordRap Show, let us know by mentioning us on Twitter, at WordRap Show. Thanks for joining us on another episode of WordRap. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform or pick up the RSS feed on wordrap.dev. You can also catch us as WordRap Show on Twitter. Until next time.